Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premiere podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my good, good friend, Mr. J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it going today? Hey, it's going pretty well, Riley. Happy. I think this is our 120th episode. In total? Yeah. Wow. That is an Can impressive amount of episodes. Can you believe it? I can, but just a little bit. <laughs> how are you? How, how, how? Yeah, you doing okay? Things are all right. How's the family? Well, it's, a, it's an all-time low week for for single Riley out here because it's Valentine's <laughs> week. True. Uh, so that's a challenge, and I don't want to dive into it on the cast, but I did hear <laughs> from an estranged lover, <laughs> which is a bizarre experience in a non-romantic context. Uh, but how are you doing? Uh, pretty good, actually. Tonight okay. is the maiden voyage of our brand new dishwasher. Oh, so that's that fun. is extremely exciting and fun. And the whole kitchen is maybe 90% done. So uh-huh. we just have to ask a question about the dish, uh, the garbage disposal. It's making like a funky noise. <laughs> and then we have to put up the doors for the um the uh, pantry area mm. and then we have to move in like our island and we have to move in like another piece it sounds like more than 10 percent. no well it's 10 percent <laughs> like construction work like uh-huh. it's only 10 percent away of like the construction that went into it and the rest is just kind of moving stuff back putting things away I see. like the physical space itself is 90 percent finished i right? see yeah. i see well, that's exciting. How do you feel? I know. It's been a it's been well, a journey. I am sad because now in all my different content spheres, I'm like losing something that I talk about right. I think every that's single tough. week. So I'm gonna have to come up with actually original ideas. You need a new thing now. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it'll probably just be baby for the next month and a half. Yeah, until that's we a, have our child. I mean, baby is a freebie <laughs> for like the next year at least. Oh, definitely. Like baby, you know, she's crawling, baby's like doing this weird smile thing. Like, yeah, that'll be that'll be cool for sure. I'll definitely have that stuff. Yeah, definitely cash in your your baby tokens while you got them. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, that's all super exciting. I mean, what else is going on in the uh the JW sphere? Man, I'm learning some new technologies at work. I'm getting really stoked about Pokemon coming back. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing some board games recently. I got followed on Twitter by the Pokemon TCG official account. Wow. Things are looking up for your boy. Wow, that's big. So, yeah, some fun things. So, yesterday I played two board games with... Uh, some friends of mine and my wife and I won them both how about that so the first game I played was called Samurai Samurai and it's like a it's like a chess kind of game where you're like placing tokens down on a board and then you're trying to surround different pieces and then if you have the highest influence on the pieces that you surrounded you get to take them and then the person that has the most at the end of the game wins chess is maybe generous but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's like the closest game that I yeah. kind of, you know, uh, attributed to, and then or compare it to, I should say. And then the other game we played was called Quartz. And that was Quartz. pretty fun. I I've just had started. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've never played it though. You would love it, I think. Yeah. Why is it's that? It's uh, 
it's a push your luck type of game <laughs> and you're reaching into a bag of gemstones and pulling pulling them out and like if you get you know a certain number of black gemstones then you lose everything but you can go yeah that's an item it's very similar to uh to a game that i do really like called quacks of quedlinburg you ever play quacks no, I never have. I, I've also never played Bunny Kingdom, which is also apparently very popular in our friend group. Yeah, Bunny Kingdom may be my favorite board game. It's it's at least up there. Quacks yeah. is a is is a push your luck game as well, but it's also kind of a drafting game. Okay. So like base, you know, every round you you push your luck, and depending on how far you get on this board, mm-hmm. um, you get a certain amount of like currency. That you can spend on new pieces to add to your bag that you pull from. Um, Poggers. And there's like different kinds of pieces and they cost different amounts of currency. Uh, so you get to like put a lot of thought into, you know, what is the, the best piece? What'll, what is the luckiest piece? Like if I get lucky, what'll get me the most points? What is right. the actual like most value? It's it's very fun. Sweet. Sounds great. Yeah, it's good. It's a drafting kind of push you like game almost. Mm-hmm. But... We're not here to play board games, GW. We're here to, to talk Pokemon card game, a much more serious and important affair. Absolutely. Can't wait. We got a lot of news. It has been a, it's been a newsworthy 48 hours. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's the way it should be, bro. We've had all these things kind of come together yeah. and be revealed or clarified kind of in this one. We Really, these last few days, which is extremely exciting. So I think, and this kind of ties back to last week as well. The first thing that's probably on the top of everyone's mind is, you know, the regionals are coming back. Salt Lake City's around the corner at this point. Uh, people are getting real amped up to play some Pokemon cards in person. And Pokemon actually just released a, the slew of requirements when it comes to in real life tournament play. Uh, the requirements do vary between, you know, the local level and the regional level. Uh, but there's there's been a lot of talk about you know whether these are appropriate whether it's too far or too much i i think from pokemon's perspective they would definitely rather err on the side of caution especially for their mm-hmm. larger events that they have the most control over and mm-hmm. you definitely see that reflected in the rule set so let's just let's dive in jw if you have any initial impressions you can feel free to give them otherwise i'll kind of talk through kind of the uh the outline here yeah, yeah, let's let's hear the outline. Yeah, so let's focus on the regional level. Uh, I think the most important thing to take from a local level is Pokemon still will require masking up, and there needs to be, like, posted signage. Um, and they also reserve the right to, like, not have events in a region if they do not comply with, like, the ability to require masks, a.k.a. Right. the state of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like what else are they referring to there yeah Um, i know right it's very obvious there yep (laughs) so for the regional championships though and this is actually kind of important because you might not think about some of these things as being like what you would consider to be a typical requirement uh first off is the masks you are required to be masked for the duration of an event with the exception of when you're eating in a designated marked eating area Mm -hmm. uh and they do require more than a cloth mask. So if you've been following kind of the uh, the COVID scene <laughs> lately, yep. uh, it's been definitely definitely a movement away from the cloth masks. I recommend reading the document if you have 
you know, inquiries about like the kinds of masks that are acceptable. But generally, right. you're looking for like the multi multiply, uh, like surgical or you know, like CDC approved type masks. I think like can- N95s would yeah. be just just an example to throw out. Exactly, like N95s, KN95s, all that, all those kinds of things. So I definitely recommend if you're planning to go to Salt Lake City, especially. Try and maybe stock up on those now, uh, because those things can can really get scalped. <laughs> yes, you end up paying like absurd prices per mask if you wait well, on that kind of stuff. No, that's a really good point, and I've actually not had to think about this too much while um, the pandemic's been going on because we have a a really good friend who his mom lives in Korea, so she sends him the like top of the line korean masks yeah um because i don't know apparently they get like a specific allotment per household they do and she doesn't use them all so she sends them to her son (laughs) and then he doesn't use them all so he sends them you know some to us so we haven't really had to think about that and we've had some pretty good masks over the course of the pandemic but yeah that's a good point is just make sure you're you know you're aware like there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today where it's just if you're aware and you can prepare ahead of time you're gonna be totally fine but if you miss one of these steps you're going to have a bad time because you're going to yeah. travel there and they're going to say oh actually you can't you know you can't come in if you don't have this or like you know you can't participate if this isn't fulfilled so just like as you're and that would just going so these, bad right right just as we're going through these just make sure that you're on top of what pokemon is saying from their official sources on what needs to happen for you to be able to attend yeah so the first step is is the mask. Uh, that's probably the easiest one to to complete as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the one other asterisk I'll put next to that, uh, as Wallace mentions in on our live chat, is the mask can't have out valves. Uh, so you might you might be familiar with this. You might not be, but some of the masks have like these little valves on them, uh, either for intake or outtake of air. If you have an outward valve. That is not an acceptable mask. Hopefully, the reasoning is obvious if you think about it for a little while. <laughs> but it's because right. it'll project your particles directly out right. of it, uh, right. which is the whole point against the whole point of wearing a mask for COVID. Um, the second main requirement is uh, one of the more controversial ones, depending on your social sphere, is uh, proof of vaccination. Uh, depending on where you live, that could be a tiny slip of paper that is just too big to fit in a like a card slot but mm-hmm. a little too small to really keep track of mm-hmm. uh, or it could be like a digital credentialing thing um if you if you like have your vaccines registered with your primary care provider you might be able to get like a qr code or something generated depending on you know the kind of software that they use um if not like you need to bring your vaccine card so be prepared to present a proof of vaccination and the vaccine is required to have been administered within the last seven months. Basically what they're saying is that you need to have had a booster at this point. Um, right. So if you have not yet gotten a booster, I would recommend getting that soon because they also require the, the latest dose to have been at least two weeks in the past. So okay. if you are trying to schedule a booster, you know, Schedule that clinic now if you're going to Salt Lake, if you haven't gotten it yet, because you want to get that, like, actually settled in, A, so it can take effect, and B, so you can play cards. You know, double whammy. Right, exactly. Okay, so here's a 
here's a scenario, Riley. So tell me if I can or cannot enter. Okay. Uh-huh. The, uh, the regional, I have gotten two doses of the vaccine and I got them six months ago. I got my, uh, my, you know, Pfizer vaccine, both doses. Uh, and that's it. Can I go in? Can I attend the regionals? I believe so as written. Uh, if I, if I interpreted that correctly, um, you know, I would I would recommend reading the documents yourselves to if you're really on the fence. But as written, my interpretation is yes. Okay, and then obviously, you know, if, like the the ideal here is that you're boosted. But yeah, yeah, and I, you know, do get the booster if you have the opportunity. Um, it is certainly worth it. Um, so that's the vaccine requirement. Bring some sort of proof of vaccination, be it a QR code, uh, be it a government-issued card or a government-issued, you know, wallet, like Apple Wallet type thing. You know, bring that to the event. And then the the third key requirement that I think kind of threw some people for a loop or they weren't expecting is in addition to a vaccine, you do need a negative COVID test. So even though all, all participants do require a vaccine, that is a hardline requirement, you are also required to bring a negative test. And the test also has to have been within the last 72 hours. Um, Mm -hmm. So be sure you're thinking about that as well. There's also requirements about the types of tests that you can, that are acceptable. I think generally like you want to aim for the more accurate tests. So think like the PCRs versus the rapids. Uh, They're looking for like a PCR test result. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where would be a place that I could get one? It's a good question. Um, there will typically be like across the nation, you have like your Walgreens and your CVSs will typically offer both versions of the tests. Um, you can very quickly, like for me, like Walgreens is closer. So like I go to Walgreens website and they allow me to select which, which type of test that I want. So if I want to specifically look for a PCR, that's a great way to to find which ones are near you. If there's like, you know, open sites or like drive-through sites as well, there there are a variety of resources. It kind of depends on where you live in terms of like how you might find those. You can always start on Google at worst case. I uh, just look up like testing near me. You'll probably find a variety of options. But I know for sure, like there are lots of national chains, the Walgreens, the CVSs, the things you would expect. Worst case, I would contact your primary care provider. I could see this requirement getting a lot of people into trouble. I could see people who weren't paying attention, just not even knowing, <laughs> showing up with their vaccine card, thinking it's good and not being able to play. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know, whether or not you like it doesn't change the fact that these are the rules. I mean, the rules could change and we could, yeah. you know, lax up at a certain point. But I think, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is that Pokemon generally as the company has always erred on the side of caution. And I think mm-hmm. these are, these rules are a very, you know, strong reflection of the, the legitimacy that they give to the virus and kind of their, their safety that they want to um, have for these events, you know, it'd just be such a stain for them. If they have all these parents and all these kids and all these people at these events, and then it just becomes this incredible super spreader event. Like they just, are trying to toe that line of yes, we want to introduce these events back, but also we want to make sure that everybody's safe. And I, I do want to also add in, uh, I know we have like parents and, and children who listen to the cast as well. Um, 
the the vaccine requirements are a little more lax for children. Uh, so if you're between the ages of 12 and 17, there's no booster requirement. So regardless of like whether it was in the last seven months or not, you don't need a booster. Um, and if you're under 12, you can attend with one vaccine dose within the last six months. There's some ongoing questions about for areas that have not approved the vaccine for the under 12 age group, what's going to happen there as of now. There is no statement saying that that will change. So I would run under the assumption that for folks under the age of 12, that they do need at least one dose of the vaccine. Right. A vaccine, rather. Right. So, I, you know, keep all those things in mind. Those are the ones that are probably going to be the biggest gotchas, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, for I think for TBCI, it's the right thing for them. It's you know, like JW alluded to, it's better to be in their situation cautious and and not cause a super spreader event to the best of their ability. Um, you know, there's also requirements in terms of like how close people can sit next to each other. And, you know, you're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to do the pregame handshake. <laughs> I, I wonder like what's that's going to manifest as like, is there <laughs> is event staff going to like have to run up and stop you? If you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it could go really yeah. in some weird directions for sure. As, as just is kind of the general, like, um, you know, we've seen this throughout the pandemic where it's like the people that take it way too seriously. Like, <laughs> you know, I saw one, I mean, I don't even know if it's a joke or not. It could have honestly just been a joke, but like, you know, people go into the grocery store and they're in like a, like a, a hazmat bubble or a hazmat <laughs> suit. Right. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like, yes, I understand. And like, ideally maybe everyone would do it, but like, there's definitely a too far, I think, you know, in, in certain cases. So. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be funny to see kind of what happens. It'll be because, yeah, you're I mean, this is going to be for a lot of people the biggest event that they've been to, you know, obviously Pokemon related or or just just generally the biggest social event that they've been to. Um, it'd be interesting to see just how kind of cautious some people are or just how, um, you know, engaged other people are and and yeah. where that leaves us. I will also say. I'll say a couple things. First off, even though the handshake is is forbidden, you may not shake a hand. <laughs> you can still like shuffle your opponent's deck, cut their deck, stuff like that. Like that is explicitly uh-huh. called out in the rules as being allowed. Uh-huh. Um, and also, this isn't really relevant to the players, but for the organizers. But I think it's interesting to call out uh, premier events, so like regionals and international championships, require both a COVID officer which I think is just a guy <laughs> who like makes sure that people follow the rules and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they also require like, a licensed healthcare professional who is wow. on site and able to answer questions about COVID as well as provide emergency medical care if necessary. Wow. That is interesting. It is of the two. I like, I like the role of the COVID officer uh, just because it's just a guy. <laughs> you know it's well, like, or girl like what if it was jo- oh this well this is perfect. more like guy in the ephemeral sense but yeah like well, just some oh, person yeah. some person yeah, yeah. who's but what if it was what if it was someone and then they dressed up as like you know nurse joy 
That would or be fun. Oh, Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. That's right? literally the people that we need. Yeah, it's Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. Oh, my Joy. gosh. <laughs> they... That would be so insane if the people that they got were <laughs> able to dress up. So you had Officer Jenny, she's running around. Don't shake hands. You know, don't cough. You know, <laughs> on your cough. hands. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, don't cough, period. You better not cough. Like, please don't breathe too heavy. Yeah. And then, and then you got Nurse Joy, and she's like, yes, okay. So, uh, you know, here are your symptoms. Like, here's what you need to do. You know, here's how to get better. Like, take some, <laughs> take some ivermectin. <laughs> there's the ivermectin on site as a requirement <laughs> that would be so funny it's like under the you know they have those tables that are covered at the regional and just like a giant pool of ivermectin under those that they hand out with like the the entry kit <laughs> uh for for what it's worth this is a joke yeah. made for comedic purposes for legal reasons this is a joke yeah <laughs> I, you know i've i've realized that unless you specify it people don't always know i well uh, yeah i i mean our you know i've been making do... some banger tweets today and people i don't think realize that all of them were jokes <laughs> uh, twitter's a funny place man <laughs> yeah well i'm specifically thinking i got i just gotta mention this uh you know andrew tweeted today like oh i don't think you should be able to take 30 to 50 percent of your prizes on turn two i reply yeah i agree it should be 100 <laughs> percent and i just get like a wealth of people complaining about Yu-Gi-Oh in my replies bro you're just mad you got ratioed <laughs> i did i did get ratioed which is so crazy because i wasn't serious and i almost replied to them like pokemon players and they get an opportunity to complain about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> like salivating you know someone's mad bro someone's a keyboard warrior over here i'm furious i'm furious but i wasn't kidding about the canadian players tweet so fair enough (laughs) so i mean i'm looking forward to real life play coming back i again i think it's the right thing to do to have more stringent requirements and i think that's ultimately like I feel more comfortable personally in environment with those kind of requirements because I at least know if there's mm. hundreds of people around me that that they're <laughs> presumably safe to be around or went right. to incredibly extreme efforts to to make me think that they're safe to be around when they're not, which right. I guess is an achievement in of itself in a weird kind of way. <laughs> right, right. At least they're driven. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Don't do that, sure. please. That's also a joke for the record. What regionals are you planning on attending slash uh, internationals? Yeah, I'll definitely be at, I'll definitely be at the Columbus IC. I'll definitely be at Indy. I'll definitely be in Milwaukee. I would love to go to to more events, and I have both the vacation days and the means to do it this year. I will hmm. not go to Salt Lake City for sure. Um, so. From there, I so at the minimum, those are what I'm going to is is Indy, Milwaukee, and Columbus. I want to slap more on there, and I would love to even slap like something international on there if I right. if the opportunity presented itself. I'm kind of right. just playing it by ear at this point, though. You you posted what you're going to though, so what's uh what's JW's story? Well, I'm I I hope I can go to like Indy seems to be the lock for me. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, having a baby in a month and a half uh if you didn't know if you know again you'll you'll hear more about it (laughs) 
<laughs> in the next uh, few weeks. Um, but you know, so it's got to be something. You know, I can't take too much time off. You know, yeah. going to every single thing. But uh, hopefully, indie because driving distance. I always try to make the ones that are driving distance. And then, you know, if I can, I'd love to go to Milwaukee. I think that'd be great. Um, yeah, that seems like the most reasonable kind of second choice. Uh, secondary option. So try to make it there. And then uh, obviously we have hopefully Nats in Columbus. We don't necessarily have a date for that, but um, yeah, Columbus would be, would be uh, next on the list. And then, and then worlds potentially, if I get enough points, is there a chance that you wouldn't? (laughs) I mean, there's always a chance I've, I've missed by three points before. So yeah, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to say, especially if we like don't have locals. Yeah, that'll be And weird. I can only go to like two regionals, you know, it's like, well. Better get yeah. tested. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel like regardless of if I qualify or not, like, I feel like this may be a, a light year for me. I would still probably want to go to London personally. Mm-hmm. I think it'd just be fun to be at London with the homies. So I'll probably be there. Help me test. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Not saying that if I won't I qualify. It. Not this is not like me <laughs> admitting defeat this early. <laughs> How many points do you need? I have no idea, man. Okay. <laughs> you don't know where you left off? I don't I neither know where I left off nor what the total requirement is. So I'm as out of the loop as you can be as far as <laughs> where I need to be for words. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, the thing that's kind of interesting to me is that we don't necessarily know much about the local scene we know about the higher ups you know the regionals yeah uh some of the internationals but we don't really know about our cups returning our challenges returning yeah and i think pokemon's being kind of intentionally dragging their feet there because a i mean they have they literally have more stringent requirements for their bigger events than their smaller ones but also like they have more control over their big events so like they can guarantee that they can proactively guarantee rather that their regionals are going to be ran a certain way, but mm-hmm. they, they can only like react to the locals, you know, like they can tell the local TLs what to do, but they right. have like no actual agency in enforcing it until like something happens and they get reported. Um, and I really think they're trying to avoid that situation. Right. That's my hunch. I don't work for Pokemon. If they're hiring, you know, call me up, but <laughs> that's my hunch. Yeah, that would make sense for sure. So I I would almost be surprised if we get too extensive of a local scene this, this season. Yeah. Yep. Interesting times. Very interesting times, but it's um it's exciting to go back. I think we're all just generally as a as a collective society, um, kind of understanding that. COVID is going to be something that we are just always cognizant of and just kind of doing our best to limit where we can, um, you know, and, and trying to, you know, there's certainly a time where it's like, or there certainly are times potentially even in the future where it's like, well, let's put things on hold to get things under control. But, you know, it does, it does definitely feel like we're just trying to get back to normal life and, um, and this is this is a big step through that for a lot of people. Agreed. I think we've I think we spoke on COVID and the requirements enough at this point. GW, why don't you 
hit us up with the card of the day. My card of the day was a big card win. As in it was like a jumbo promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. It was a it was a very impactful card. Oh, okay. When that would be I, clever. That would be That would be quite clever if I was like, it was a it was a gigantic card back in the day. Um, but no, it was a very important card back when I started playing the game. Okay. And it was so good that they turned it into an ace spec later. Well, kind of. But Junk Arm is my card of the day. It says discard two cards from your hand. Search your discard pile for a trainer card. Show it to your opponent and put it into your hand. So Junk Arm was very strong because... No well, I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, can, can you imagine like that? in this current day and age uh that would power be, tablets yeah power tablet getting yeah eight power tablets in in a game would be just disgusting multiple quick balls um could really just get out of control but it was super good because you could play uh you know you wanted to play rare candies in a lot of the decks that you play junk arm there were um this is heart gold soul silver era so i'm thinking things like typhlosion magnazone kingdra you know, even like for alligator or meganium, like some of these stage twos, wow. you just always needed to have. I know those are lesser <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But rare candies were a really big part of the game. I know. Crazy to think if you've just started playing over the last couple of years, you know, we rarely <laughs> see rare candy. But uh, I assure you, it was, it was a much bigger part of the game in the past than it is today. Uh, but Junk Arm could also get back certain tech cards that you might play. Pokemon Catcher plus power. Lost Remover. Lost Remover. Energy Retrieval. Pokegear. They had Pokegear back in 2011 as well. All these different items that made decks a lot more... It just it, it kind of increased their fluidity in a way, mm. right? We think about VS Seeker as being a way in the expanded format that we can play maybe less hard counts of certain supporters because we can use the VS seeker to get back a draw supporter or, you know, the Guzma that we needed, right? Like we can kind of, that it's kind of a fluid card where it can be yeah. either or, and it's the same kind of thing with junk arm. But the cool thing that I really liked about junk arm and one of the decks that I played, I wouldn't say very extensively, but I definitely played a number of tournaments with it was the Typhlosion deck. And so junk arm was just so awesome. It was one of the few ways uh, that you could reliably get, those energy into the discard pile for <laughs> Typhlosion's ability. You obviously had some supporters. Sage's training was a big one. Uh, Professor Juniper was another one. But then we didn't have, back in the day, any Quick Ball or Ultra Ball. So it was Juniper, Sage, maybe if you're like if you're real crazy, you could play Engineer's Adjustments, and then you had Junk Arm. So those are kind of the, the core pillars of that deck in terms of getting the energy into the discard pile. And I just, I, I like it, man. It's just a fun card. I don't think they'll ever reprint it. Oh, like no. I said, no, no. like I said, <laughs> they it, like they kind of learned from their, you know, mistake, arguably mistake. And uh, the next time we saw, you know, a, a functional reprint of junk arm, it was a uh, dowsing machine as the a spec, right? Where you can only play one in your deck. So I doubt they'll, that we'll ever see it again, unless it's limited to a one of, because it's so unbelievably strong. But uh, 
yeah, it was a fun card to play back in the day. If you ever have the chance, try to go back to 2010, 2011, play some decks with junk arm in them. The Typhlosion deck is one of my favorite old decks to play. It's so fun. It's super fun. Yeah, just things happen. You know, it's it's like the 2011 decks I really enjoy, uh, especially something like a Typhlosion deck, because that one's just, you're kind of doing the same thing every turn. But for whatever reason, it, it just like feels good. It does. You know, to it do does it. feel good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just, you're just afterburnering, blue flaring. You know, maybe you need nice. a plus power in there. Like, but it's just nice. It's just super wholesome. <laughs> you know, what's crazy about 2010 to 2011, because I, I knew that was the time that you started, and you said there was an ace spec esque card in that time. I was thinking of a different ace spec esque card, because I was thinking of, of like Pokey Turn versus, uh, ah, yes. Versus, uh, you know, the Scoop Up Cyclone. So true. <laughs> Did Pokey turn Pokey turn brought everything back, right? Yeah. 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 I was like trying to remember if it discarded energy or anything like that. No, Pokey turn was uh very so broken. busted. Yeah, <laughs> extremely broken. <laughs> as as shown by I guess the fact is for an ace back. That's awesome. Uh Junk Arm is a really fun card. And it's got a cool name. Oh, for sure. But you know, JW, the junk that matters the most <laughs> is your junk between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to treat that thing real well. And what better way to do it than with Manscaped? JW, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about Manscaped? Yeah, Manscaped is the one of the industry leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. And we are so proud to announce that we actually as a cast are now uh moved up kind of in our hierarchy of our partnership with manscaped being presented by manscaped but i just love the products i know riley you've talked about how much you enjoy uh, these products and we are continuing to offer them uh to you guys with our promo code tag team at 20 percent off and free shipping kind of that little little discount for listening to the cast so we're super fans of these products Really, really enjoy how they feel, how they work, how long they keep a charge. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it really is impressive if you've never used a, uh, a a male grooming tool like the ones that Manscaped offers. You should you should try it out. Lawnmower 4.0 is so, so good. It takes care of you just right, uh, be it with your down there hairs or your up here hairs. Uh, you really can't go wrong with the Manscaped products. You also got awesome things like the Weed Whacker to take care of your ear and nose hair. I know I'm very guilty of having a rogue nose hair if left unchecked. So that is a blessing unto my life. And I got also awesome cool things. I am a fans of the cast will know I'm a huge proprietor of their underwear. I will continue to be till the day I die because <laughs> they're so comfortable. <laughs> Uh, as well as, you know, you got the, the shampoos, the conditioners, the body wash, anything you can imagine to make yourself feel and look fresh. Manscaped's got you covered. I hear they're release, releasing a jetpack. A jetpack? Yeah, a Manscaped jetpack. So be on the lookout for that. I think we're getting shipped a couple. No, I'm just kidding. But and- all their products are awesome. You know, m- there's a lot of balls out there. Make sure that you're taking care of your ultra great 
level even Pokey master dream master balls <laughs> with manscape that's tag team code tag team at manscape.com 20 percent off plus free shipping tag team manscape.com 20 percent off plus free shipping thank you so much for manscape for presenting the cats all right there was a big piece of news today that dropped hot news just dropped off the Pokemon press. TCG live is almost here. <laughs> and we are so intrigued. intrigued, excited, you know, excited. I think we are. <laughs> I think we are. We have a few reservations to talk about those in just a second, but we are intrigued. It's finally starting to happen. The wheels have been turning for a long time, and we're finally starting to see the fruits of Pokemon's labor. Yeah, so as of recording this, next Tuesday, the the closed-ish, the, the partial beta release in Canada will actually be taking place. So February the 22nd does mark the soft release of Pokemon Trading Card Game Alive which is, I mean, it's been a long time coming. We got that announcement however many months ago, and it's finally here. They're doing that limited beta in Canada to kind of get a a general sample size to collect feedback without opening it up to the full suite of people. But I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, that's the game we're getting is is coming out. Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen, you know, we were kind of joking earlier. Uh, we've certainly talked about it in in, uh, in group chats where it's like, you know, gameplay footage not final. Like, oh, no, you know, maybe they'll change it up even more or, or you know, maybe they'll just give us, uh, uh, you know, PTCGO kind of 2.0. But no, it does look like more screenshots have been released. And, um, you know, we are kind of looking at what appears to be a finished presentation now i know before the cast riley uh and we could talk about some other things about ptcg live or the cast about kind of the ui design choices that were made going into this and i just want to get some of your thoughts on how the game looks oh i I don't love it jw i don't love it um i'm gonna not even reference the avatars and their gamecube state um Mm-hmm. Although I did obviously make a jab at them there. The <laughs> the game itself is not super visually appealing. And mm-hmm. I don't think that'll matter to the people who are playing TCGO. Although I would make an argument that the game is perhaps significantly uglier than TCGO. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't think that'll matter to most of the people who are playing TCGO. Because most of the people who are playing TCGO right now are kind of the rider dies. You know, they... They love the game. They love playing it. And they're going to play it as long as it's a client that they can use. Mm-hmm. But what I worry most about is, you know, what player who, you know, hadn't heard about Yu-Gi-Oh! in 10 years but saw Master Duel and is like, I got to try this. It looks so fun. I don't think TCG Live is going to evoke that reaction from those people. Right. You know, it, I don't think I can show this to my friend and be like, this game looks so fun, right? Like, don't you want to play this? <laughs> you know it's uh-huh. it's got a uh if focusing specifically on the gameplay it's a very lifeless kind of ui um you know it it's very simple so it kind of leaves room for them to improve on it in the future but 
I, I call it the hexagon dimension because you just enter this this blank space that's full of hexagons and it you yeah. know it's got that kind of like attempt at being futuristic vibe but instead it feels more like a uh like a learn to play cd-rom that came with my copy of like pokemon the movie 2000 it's just i think very sterile yeah it's like my doctor's office yeah which you know i i give like i don't i think you may have you know a few more negative feeling like i don't think it's necessarily so bad and i'd like to kind of get the ui feel first before making kind of a final decision but um on on how it how it looks and feels whatever um but i think sterile like is certainly a word that comes to mind when i look at it one of the problems that i had with ptcgo is that there is just a ton of dead space on the screen you have basically like almost I don't know. It's it's more than a third and maybe a little less than half of the screen is just the board, the tabletop board like that you're playing on, you know. The, you have the the game board, but then you have this these wooden planks, you know, around the outside like the I table like that the you're wooden planks. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so much space. It's like way too much space. Like that was my big issue with PTCGO in terms of the look of it yeah. is all the space. And we're not really moving that much far past that which i i just really want them to um kind of utilize the space that they have and make it somewhat yeah i I think that is valid like i think regardless of the the visual direction that you go like regardless of whether you're doing it in like an arena like like Mm -hmm. legends runeterra or Yu-Gi-Oh or or magic or if you're doing it on a tabletop or if you're doing it in the hexagon dimension like there there is so much visual real estate that isn't being used and i mm-hmm. i get like maybe the intent is that it's like very friendly to different resolutions but you can make the game scale on resolution like there's no right. reason not to have the entirety right. of their screen like used up right my biggest things with uh, ptcg live in terms of the look um come there there's a few things that i have issue with obviously the the sizes like the 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 um, ratios of things I think are a little bit off. Another thing that I dislike that's not a huge dislike, but it's just kind of like it 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 makes me feel less and less like I'm playing the Pokemon trading card game. Uh, is when all the cards are kind of cropped the way they are. I, I don't think that's that. a huge. I don't think that's a huge issue. Like I'm not like uh, this game sucks because I can't see all the cards. You know, it's yeah. not what I'm saying at all. It's just like it makes me feel less like I'm playing the Pokemon trading card game when all I can see of the character uh, or the card is, you know, the the zoomed in cropped character <laughs> aspect. And then um, the other thing about TCG Live that I, I, I wonder could be just a, a minor issue in relation to IRL play is that the prize cards are not laid out like they would be in a game. So you could make that kind of same argument about PTCGO. However, when you take a prize card in PTCGO, it's going to fan out to the, you know, the six kind Mm of outlay, right? Uh, Where they're all um, evenly spaced in, in two columns, you don't have that same thing in PTCG live. And I'm, I'm a little worried because I've been actually called out for this by judges and other players where if I don't have the prizes kind of outlaid in that, you know, two column 
uh, outlay that, you know, they say like, well, if that happens again, you know, that could be a, that could be a warning or that could be a, a prize penalty or something. Um, and I would just hate to see players emulate what they're seeing on PTCG live thinking that that's how prizes should be laid out. And then, you know, getting called out for it at an event like that just seems really, yeah, really kind of sad to me and, that would and suck. frustrating. So I'm going to be a nitpicker for a second. And I'm going to preface all of this by saying I am still excited for TCG Live and the, oh, air, and the sure. era that it represents. You know, having sure. in-house development is definitely a positive in the end, uh, even if there's growing pains. But I am still going to nitpick. <laughs> I don't like how the cards are always facing you. Because that feels, again, like disconnected from how I would play in real life. You know, if mm -hmm. I look at the screenshot, both actives are turned towards me. And it feels right. very unnatural to me. Right, right. Um, I don't like how we have covered up the HP section of the card with a black bar that has in white text the HP. The HP is literally right there. Why did you, <laughs> why did you write <laughs> sure. over it? Sure. Um, I guess it's supposed to be like the remaining HP, but it looks really bad in my opinion. It also like covers up parts of the card art, which again, you don't really want to do that. Um, I don't like the cropped cards. I don't like how there's so much space that isn't used, especially if it's going to be used for the hexagon dimension and not mm -hmm. anything interesting. Right. And I don't like how the cards don't feel at all dynamic. Like they don't feel like they're interacting with each other. One thing I think I really like about the Yu-Gi-Oh's and the Runeterra's and all of that is it feels like the cards are doing stuff. You know, they like they are punching each other and like exploding and stuff. Like, right. I don't need my Pokemon to explode, <laughs> but <laughs> but like there's something to be said about like the dynamicism of those games. Yeah. Um, you know, and like when my Charizard attacks in TCG Live, all it really does is the Charizard will like pop up into the air and in the background in the hexagon dimension there'll be some fire right and like i don't want the hexagon dimension to be on fire i want to set the the grimstarl on fire <laughs> right <laughs> right know? exactly exactly and i want yeah. my charizard and, to be the one doing it <laughs> yeah for sure right i mean how cool would that be if like you made a and this is obviously not something that i would expect uh particularly out of like a brand new client right but just if like the charizard animated somehow and then did an attack like see, wouldn't that just be insane it I would mean, be cool i would almost not want to do that because it take it like slows that game down right yeah but like no for sure i obviously understand like the the real life limitations but, um, of that i think at least like i want the card to like whack the other card and like the fires to come out that way you know and mm -hmm. not the hexagon dimension to be set on fire because <laughs> mm -hmm. the hexagon dimension means nothing to me that's that's a space completely disconnected from reality <laughs> As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. I, I don't know. And, and maybe it'll all work. Like maybe there's, we're just not seeing the full vision because we don't have it in our hands and we're not interfacing with it. But it, it seems we're in pretty clear alignment with our initial thoughts is just, this doesn't necessarily feel like you're, you know, challenging your friend or, you know, to a game or you're at a regional tournament and you're playing a game. Um, it feels very, uh, sterile and kind of disconnected from an actual tabletop experience. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, like in the screenshots and, and videos that we have right now, this looks like a client from like 2015, not a client from 2022. Now mechanically, it mechanically might operate 
at a much higher level. But uh, this feels like the TCGO replacement we asked for when I started playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it, and a lot of what we're saying is just how it looks. So, you know, there's obviously sure. a number of extremely good for sure uh, and i do want to talk about some good things for a second as well quality of life improvements are going to be huge and I, I do want to talk about some of those as well because i, I don't want to exclusively come off as if we're haters because we are haters but we're doing it in the spirit of love well and it's uh, just on the look right so it, it's like at the end of the day i don't necessarily care as much about the look as i do about the feel i will say and... I, I think i do care a significant amount about the look just because that's what new people new people see Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what made Master Duel so popular for those two weeks, because Yu-Gi-Oh is not an especially uh, well-fleshed-out game. Uh, I think what brought people in, though, is it just looked so awesome. Mm. You wanted to play it. Right. Um, but let's talk about some good things. I think the, the Battle Pass seems so awesome. I think that's a great addition. to. It's a way better fleshed-out version of, like, the current TCGO ladder I think, you know, you kind of have the standard TCGO ladder stuff still there, but then mm-hmm. you have like a premium version that gives you really cool stuff. You know, in the version that we have screenshots of today, there's like Mew VMAX and Mew V on the premium ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good cards that you want now. Um, so I really dig that. I, I got to say, I dig the like dusting and, and crafting system. I think that's going to be really good for the game. Mm-hmm. I just... uh I just put a slew of codes in my account the other day to try and build some decks and mm-hmm. just like sitting through like the trades loading, you know, I'm not a huge <laughs> trade system hater, but just like the loading of it and like trying to find the best deal. It's just like, this isn't worth my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you need like one obscure, rare. right? Like I need this one card and nobody has it. Literally nobody has it up for trade. <laughs> so I got to put up the trade and hope someone else finds it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for sure. all this for, you know, like a tool scrapper or something, <laughs> you know, like not, there's probably plenty of trades for tool scrap, but like some random card that is all at the end of the day is meaningless. <laughs> right. So, um, so I, I love the crafting system. Plus, I think it's going to make some really hard to get cards like much more accessible. Um, you know, being able to craft your difficult to find promos like your beaches and stuff like that will be really really fun. Yeah. Um, and overall, like I think outside of gameplay, the client looks pretty awesome. Having ranked is something I'm really excited for. I don't really love the look of the collection screen, but it looks like much more functional than TCGOs. You know, mm-hmm. much more fluid. Um, so I can I can at least appreciate that. Um, and I will say the game looks like it was designed for mobile and I'm very excited to play on mobile. Um, right. I do a surprising amount of mobile gaming these days. You know, if I'm on like a work trip, I don't have my, my computer with me. I have my phone with me. And so right. if I want to play in my hotel room, I got to play on my phone. And, I, and like that's a big deal to me to be able to do that. Yeah, no, I, that's going to be huge. That's going to be just a massive thing that I think... If, yeah, and if I, I think I think that there's one thing I'm looking forward to the most besides ranked mode, it's the mobile, like native mobile support. I don't have to download a weird APK and it's still janky and <laughs> like all this. Yeah, stuff. basically you can play Pokemon TCG while you poop. We get it, Riley. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I get to watch my opponent's Mew V Max turn while I poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll finish up, wash my hands, they're still going, but <laughs> It'll be great. I'll be so excited. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we're we're also I feel like in agreement where it's just there are more there are way more in my opinion at least. I think I'm getting the same from you where there's way more positive than negative. There are tons of positives. There are tons of positives. And even though I'm a TCGO apologist, at least in terms of visual feel, um, I am looking forward to the new client. And again, I think the in-house development team at least gives them the possibility of more directly improving it in the future. You know, they have the people to, who are specifically going to be doing that as opposed to this outsourced company that has no like personal investment in that mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am looking forward to it. And, I, and none of this is a slam on the people who've worked on it. Uh, I think if anything, any problem that the game has is, is almost certainly not because the devs did not care or did not want to put that effort in. I have a strong feeling that they really did. Otherwise this wouldn't exist. Um, if anything, it was like time crunch or like executive oversight, things like that. That was beyond the scope of like the developers. If I had right. to guess. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. The look, I mean, and there's one thing to say as well about the looks uh, is that it is going to be unique I think, compared to a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah. Unique for sure. So, you know, there is that, you know, we, we never know. Maybe, maybe this is the code. They've cracked the code for the casual viewer. It's hard <laughs> to like say. And we're millions just millions of mean, people come in. <laughs> maybe yeah. we're the old fogies, you know, we're like, maybe. we're not up with the times, you know, maybe this is the maybe. wave of the future. Maybe, man. Imagine the hexagon dimension. Imagine, imagine the hexagon dimension draws in, you know, TCGO is like, TCG Live is like the most viewed thing on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone just loves the hexagon dimension. That's the hope. And, and maybe that's the thing. I mean, JW and I are kind of old heads. We're kind of boomers. So, could no. be. Could no. be. We don't, I, I don't, I'm not in touch with what Gen Z is doing. They're making. They're making TikToks and stuff these days. Bro, it's insane, dude. <laughs> but I mean, I'm exci- I'm still excited, and I'm I'm excited to see what our our friends up north think of it. Yes. Yep. It'll be fun to see. Are you planning on doing like a VPN or anything to get early access? No. Through? No way. I'm buying into a VPN, bro. Okay. <laughs> no way. No, I'm paying NordVPN to play TCG Live and to also yeah. lose access to my TCGO account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nord or ExpressVPN, if you guys are listening out there, you can sponsor the cast. You can't. And you can't we, we'll the change, cast. we're willing to change our mind for <laughs> if you sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> but only for a price. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Well,. This has been a very fun episode. A lot of things happening this week. And, you know, you can always catch us here every single week, giving you the best in Pokemon news. So thank you guys all so much for listening. You can find us on all of our socials. Riley, why don't you walk those through for us? Yeah, our most frequently used social media platform is Twitter. So if you want to get a hold of us, that's the best place to find us. We're Smiles with Riles for myself, Real John Walter for JW, and Tag Team Pokemon for the cast. You can go ahead and ratio any single one of us, and we will complain about it. (laughs) I mean, hey, the more impressions, the better, man. That's right. Um, We also 
have a huge presence like we record our, our cast on twitch so if you are really engaged with the podcast and you want to be a part of it live great news is you can uh you can find us at twitch.tv slash munner every single wednesday and jw also streams regularly on his twitch channel that's flex daddy righteous on twitch and so if you're looking for some tcg live gameplay as things come out i can't imagine a better place to find it absolutely so thank you guys all so much for listening to the tag team podcast pres- tag so team close. podcast <laughs> presented by manscaped and we'll catch you on the next episode peace